Let's start over here on this side. I want to hear from, from you guys, and we'll go around. But uh, what, what, what kind of things were you guys talking about? <laughs> well, uh, I, I have trouble believing about the Satan. I, I believe that this was the snake in the tree by Homer, Eve Shoulder. But that causes other problems and kind of runs off into a different kind of thought pattern. But um, Job is spoken of by God as if he were sinless, though we think, do not think of him as being sinless. He's upright and blameless and there's no one else like him according to God himself. Yeah. So this is not your run-of-the-mill human. This is a really special person who goes through them really special hardship, and it's sort of whipsawed you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know that. And uh, we were talking about how in the video it said that Job's friends kind of make up things. Well, maybe he did this, or maybe he did that. And Job's like, no, I don't, I don't think that's right. And and God comes down on on the side of Job. And maybe the, the term blameless and doesn't necessarily mean sinless, but if he if you sin you do what you're supposed to do. You know, you make your sacrifice or you pray for forgiveness or so that it doesn't necessarily mean Job was sinless. Uh, but you know, when we get to Job and Jesus, those connections there's some some blamelessness there that I think works. Yeah. Worth pointing out that the Satan, the adversary, uh, acting as prosecutor doesn't accuse Job of being offensive. Yeah. Offers no evidence of being so. so it's the defense attorney there, yeah. the judge, I suppose, doesn't have to take into consideration. Yeah. There's been no evidence shown. Yeah, it's not that Job is sinful, it's that maybe he's just serving you because he's being you know he's just doing it because he's being blessed. So if you take away the blessings, then let's modern, see what happens. Modern judge throw it out of court. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the things that's interesting as we look comparing Jesus and Job is that he told he told Job's friends to go to Job so Job could pray for them. But that seems very uh, like it's not the way we're taught. Like we're taught, you know, we can go directly to God. Yeah. But yeah. he's he's saying that you need an intermediary. Yeah. Like you need a priest. Yeah. To pray on your behalf for how rude you were. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a passage in James that says if you see someone sinning, not a sin unto death, pray for them. And I always thought, well, I don't usually do that. I don't pray for people to be forgiven. That's between them. <laughs> but but there there maybe there is a place. And there, yeah, the connection to Jesus is really good. That Jesus intercedes for us, but we can also intercede for each other. And the idea of, of the Satan, yeah, it's a mysterious thing, and that's one of the things. And some of you may get to this as you report on your groups, but you know, the, there's no description in Genesis of where the Satan, where the serpent. Why is there a serpent there? You know, it's just there. It's the um, tree of wisdom, and snakes yeah. are the symbol of wisdom yeah. in many pagan religions. Yeah, but but you know, it, there's all these questions about well, did Satan fall out of heaven prior to that time, and that's takes the form of the snake here, and and that's where you wish the Bible was the encyclopedia that you just turn to Satan and it 
tells you the whole so Wikipedia article, I guess, is what I should, the analogy I should use now. Um, but uh, that's not how it is. And so is there something about evil that is unexplainable? And maybe that gets to kind of what God is saying to Job. What else? Um, here, let's say back middle. What, what, do you, what, what do you guys talk about? So one of the things I was thinking with God's response to Job is that Job, by I think all definitions, had a really big life. Like we would have considered that he had lots of property, big family. But then God's response is like, your life's actually pretty small. Um, you know, you compare that to just these two beasts that I've made and the universe and the oceans and all that. Like your life's pretty little. And it seems rude, but it's just God telling the truth. Like, yeah, really is small in comparison. And that, that can actually be a helpful thought process when you're going through uh, any situation is to, to start, like I imagine a, a big telescope and you're, you're pulling out, pulling out, pulling out, and you're like, okay, in the big scheme of things, my dispute with my neighbor over our backyard fence, maybe not as big a deal as, I, as it is in my life, you know, right now. Uh, so I'm, this was years ago, but I'm, this is a, 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 a something I use to help me get through that difficult time with my fence and my neighbor. What's that? <laughs> uh, I had a colleague who said, "Well, just pull back on this, and you know, maybe this isn't as big a thing as you're making it out to be." So yeah, something there. What else? Here in the front. I have a comment. I would. Okay, we'll go here and then we'll go back to there. Yeah. Well, I would have to tell a little bit of my own life story to tell uh, what we were talking about. Uh, I don't know whether y'all want to take that much time. <laughs> <laughs> How long is your life story? Well, <laughs> this part of it, you know, is only like three and a half, four years ago. Uh, we, we, she lost her brother, we lost our son. Uh, and you know we prayed for him through a fight with cancer for a year. You know people all across this country were praying for him, and he died. You know it brings up lots of questions. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now one event, and there were many, but one event I was driving from Dothan, Alabama, to Birmingham, uh, and I just it was about three weeks before he died, you know, I just, in my, I don't know whether I did it out loud or in, uh, well, I said, why are you doing nothing? That was my cry to God. And about as quick as that happened, the thought came or, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't understand what he's doing. And that's what kind of wraps all this up. Yeah. You know, like Joe didn't understand what he's doing. Yeah. You know, I don't understand what he, I still don't. Yeah. That's uh, right. But like I told Dia, um, you know, one day in the future, yeah. if I ever understand, yeah. I'm going to agree with God yeah. that he was doing the right yeah. thing. And that's the hope. That's the hope that's, that Joe. I think ends with is that um, if you're faithful and trust, there 
you know, Job never gets the explanation of, well, this was all a big bet with Satan on how you're going to read I wish, I wish God would have said that. I wish he would have said, look, this is uh, between me and the devil, and, or me and Satan, the Satan, the Satan. Um, and you didn't do anything to deserve it. It's just that we wanted to see what you would do. Yeah. <laughs> to lament and say, this isn't right, and I don't understand this, and it should be understanding this. Yeah, thank you very much for sharing that. Another term to use instead of, it was the right thing to do, it was what, in my struggle with that, and questioning God, it was the best thing to do. Yeah, it was hard for us, yeah. but it was the best thing for ourselves. Yeah. And God always does what is best. Yeah. And that's a, a huge leap of faith to believe that when we don't understand it. Yeah, I come in back in. Yeah, thanks. There are two things that come to mind. One is, you know, I have just going on the story. I, this thing keeps, first comes in my mind, I can't remember what it is, is that my plans are not your plans. Yeah. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And when things don't go well, that's almost a relief for me to remember that. Mm -hmm. That I, you know, there's something so much bigger than I am out there. Yeah. And then the other thing, and I'm surprised that it didn't talk about this in the video, but, and the part where the friends, for Job forgive, I feel like it was like Job partly forgiving his friends. Yeah. yeah. And maybe because I've got a good friend that's really irritating. <laughs> uh, it's almost a message to me is that you know he was blessed after yeah. he prayed for his friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think you know that that spoke a lot to me. Yeah. The friends are doing the best they can with the information they had at the time. The friends are like, well, look. There is this thing called Deuteronomistic theology. If you do good, you get blessed. If you do bad bad things happen. I mean, that's that's in the Bible. And that's the way it is. That's God's justice. And we want the good to be rewarded. And we want the wicked to be punished. Uh, so it has to be this way. So, and there, But the whole book is, is questioning that tradition and allowing there to be a, a yes, but to that. Yeah? But like the problem of evil. I mean, that's a struggle that people lose their faith over. Yeah. All these bad things happen. So there can't be a God. Yeah. But for me, at this point in my life, I think, well, that because of the problem of evil, I sure do pray that there is a God. Yeah, because yeah. that's the only way we're going to get justice yeah. for so many millions and billions of people who've had horrible things happen to them yeah. and not gotten a good outcome. Yeah. Is the existence of God who's going to come and take care of 
Because if there's no God, the suffering is still just as bad. It's just not redeemable. Or it's, yeah, it's just not going to be redeemed. So to give up faith in God because of the suffering, you're choosing to be not be agnostic about the suffering and just be agnostic about God. Where you can make the move to say, I, and I think this is what Job, what God's response in Job is, choose to be agnostic about the suffering. I can't know everything. I can't know why this is happening. But there could be some redemption possible. And if you give up on God, then you're giving up on the redemption part. Yeah. I'm sorry, Luda's irritated with me. <laughs> but I just think that when you read that story, that know that it could always happen at any time to anyone. So you, you do everything ahead of time. You help others ahead of time. Do everything ahead of time. And because this can happen to you. And you're hoping that you made it friends. Maybe help you out. <laughs> and, and there's a way to grieve in some ways ahead of time too. To, to be prepared to grieve and to allow that grief process to happen. Um, yeah. So we're out of time, but there's also some connections between Jesus and Job um, that are good. And you know, Jesus suffers. I think the the true problem, the problem of suffering, which I do think is the hardest part about faith, um, is the cross. And God taking on the suffering in some ways that are unexplainable. I mean, I've tried to understand the cross and, and explain it. I can't understand it. If you if you haven't got understood, and, but there's so many things going on there. But part of it is God taking on the the consequences of sin uh, and the whole garden process that started, and taking it on Himself and identifying with it in ways that I think. The Christian reading of Job is going to be more, even more hopeful than the Jewish pre-Christian reading of Job. Um, so, lots of good things there. Okay, well, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for for participating, and uh, we're going to move on to Song of Solomon next Sunday. So, <laughs> got to find a video. Is there going to be a video about that? Yeah, the video will be no kids allowed. <laughs>